0: Welcome to the Podcast of the Universe. Warning, Steve is on his bullshit again. Let's start the show. Welcome back, Podcast of the Universe. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at O2. That's at T-H-I-S-I-S-P-O-T-U hope all is well with you all is well with me let's hope collectively that this winter is actually over i'd like to thank everyone for listening for returning listeners and new listeners alike thank you so much so let's get this out of the way and we will go through the countries that are currently playing this podcast china suriname chechia netherlands new zealand french guiana Israel, Iran, Ecuador, Norway, Colombia, India, Sweden, Ireland, Russia, Spain, Germany, France, Thailand, Australia, United Kingdom, Canada, and the USA. And I guess if you're going on vacation to a country, or or for business, I don't care why you go to another country, uh, download and listen to the show in one of those countries not listed, and we'll get that list growing. And before we get on with the show, and we will get on with the show, uh, I thought I'd play a clip, so... Hats, do you want to play that? So that's Baby B. I wasn't quick enough to get a recording for Baby A. I'll try to get her on the next the next visit. Um, so the babies are doing very well. We're at 21 weeks yesterday, and Lisa's doing very well as well. Uh, sometimes she gets tired, and I uh, can't really fault her for that. But I'm not going to bore you with all of the. Uh, details of my personal life, so let's get on with the show. To tie it in, today's show is about family, it's about daughters, and it's about music. It takes place in Fremont, New Hampshire, and we'll start with Austin Wiggin Jr. Now Austin's mother was a psychic and she would read palms, so when he was young she gave him a palm reading and it really stuck with him. She told her son that In life, he would meet and marry a strawberry blonde that she would pass away, his mother, not his wife. And after she passed away, he would have two sons. And then after that, he would have daughters, and the daughters would go on to play in a band. Austin did meet and marry a strawberry blonde. Her name was Annie. Annie had two sons, but the two sons came after the death of his mother. The prophecy continued to unfold as Austin and Annie had daughters, and in 1967, Austin saw the meteoric rise of the Beatles, and he took his daughters out of public school and decided to homeschool them in 1967. Right away, he put them in music and singing lessons where they had no real social life. They practiced music in the morning, in the afternoon, and finished the day with another rehearsal. This band was called The Shags. The Shags were initially made up of Dot on guitar and vocals, her sister Betty on vocals and guitar, and her other sister Helen on drums. In 1968, they made their public debut at a talent show in Exeter, where the crowd heckled them and threw trash at them. I can't imagine what that would be like, your first show, being a teenager and having trash thrown at you. But they continued on, and the father was somehow able to convince the town to have the Shags perform as the house band for Saturday Night Dances at the Town Hall. So at the Fremont Town Hall, the response was a little more favorable. Some of the teens even danced, uh, but there were still people throwing trash at them and heckling them. And for whatever reason, Austin felt this was the right time to get them in the studio and to put it on wax. In March of 1969, uh, they bought Studio Time at Third World, that was the name of the label, and the engineer said they weren't ready, and maybe they want to come back later when they have a better handle on their instruments, but Austin reportedly said he wanted to have them record while they were hot. It was definitely a large leap of faith for Austin to invest so much time and money into this band because he had a low-paying job at a textile mill, and he had a lot of mouths to feed. So a 1,000 copies of the album The title of the album is, Philosophy of the World, were made. And the first single released was called, My Pal Foot Foot. Uh, That was about Dot's missing two-legged cat. Uh, They had other songs about parents, Halloween, Jesus, cars, and their feelings. 900 of those records went missing. Um, Why they went missing? uh, The rumors ranged from Austin hiding them away, uh, to the producer stealing them, along with the money, or that they were thrown away because they couldn't even be given away. And before we go any further, I'm going to play my pal footfoot Foot for you.
1: His name is Footfoot. I never find him home. I go to his house, knock at his door. People come out and say, Footfoot, don't live here no more. My pal Footfoot always likes to roam, My pal Footfoot, now he has no home. Where will Footfoot go? What will Footfoot do? Oh, Footfoot, I wish I could find you. I've looked here.
0: the album the shags went back to performing at the town hall dances and soon after added younger sister rachel on bass in addition to the dances they also began playing old folks homes hospitals and fairs 1973 the town canceled the dances due to fights drugs and scuff marks on the floors Uh, fun fact uh, in my research i read that the shags actually rubbed the scuff marks off the floors by hand at the end of all of their shows there so it probably wasn't about the scuff marks And a fun little thing I found in my research was a copy of the rules for the shags dance that they would have at the town halls. So rule number one, once you have paid admission to get into the dance, you will not leave the hall until it is time to go home or you will have to pay the admission again. Rule number two, no one is allowed to go into the piano room at all while the dance is going on during intermission is when you can go in there and that is all. Rule number three, there is to be no running up and down the stairs constantly. The only reason for coming downstairs is to go to the basement, have a cigarette, and for intermission. Rule number four. Only kids 16 and up can smoke. No one under 16 will be allowed to smoke. Number five. When upstairs, there will be no sitting on the piano or on the stage. Number six. Also when upstairs, there will be no running around the dance floor, dance, but do not push anyone at all. Number seven. When doing the poker, no one is allowed to push or trip each other, or the poker will be stopped. And that apparently is the dance. It's like a polka dance that was popular in that area. Rule number eight is no one is to go into the kitchen unless Mrs. Wiggin is in there. Number nine, no one will go down to the cellar at all! Exclamation marks, As it is not part of the dance, so there is no reason for anyone to go down there. If anyone is caught down there, it could, it could cause trouble. And the last rule, rule number ten, is, so if you will just go by these rules, there will be no trouble at dances and you will have a good time. Just in case anyone has any questions about these rules or don't agree with them, talk to Mr. Wiggin. Then I'm sure you will agree. When Helen was 28, she married a guy named Henry Bickford. Henry Bickford met her at uh, their town hall shows and Helen was so nervous to tell her father uh, she continued living at home for three months while married. He eventually found out, and he kicked Helen out of the band. And I did read a rumor that Austin may have threatened his new son-in-law with a shotgun. I didn't read that he fired it at him, but maybe he just brandished it. Helen eventually was reinstated, and they recorded a second album in 1975, and that was titled Shag's Own Thing, and that wasn't released until 1982. In 1975, Austin Wigan died of a heart attack at the age of 47 the group disbanded almost immediately. And after his death, Helen disclosed that she had been sexually abused by her father and had suffered from depression. And I'm a pretty skeptical person, which is weird because I spend a lot of time on things that I'm incredibly skeptical of. But I'm I'm a skeptic of psychics. I never really bought into it. But Austin's mother, I have to give her credit, she was kind of right. After the group split up, Philosophy of the World became popular with collectors because it was very rare and very strange. Staff at the radio station NRBQ found a copy of Philosophy of the World and reissued it on their label, and it took off. Frank Zappa might have been their biggest fan and said that they were better than the Beatles in a 1976 Playboy article and went as far as to say it was his third favorite album. In 1988, both albums were combined and released on compact disc, where it found a larger audience. Kurt Cobain, Carla Bley, Sonic Youth, Yola Tango, Bonnie Raitt, John Zorn also sang their praises or said they were influences. Jeff Tweedy said it was like discovering a strange new kind of tree. You can tell that it's a tree, but it's not like any other tree you've ever known. And even had shoutouts on the Gilmore Girls and the movie Empire Records. And just like the crowds at their town hall shows, critics were also divided. Some saw them as outsider music who were sincere with an honesty and charm that rose above their musical limitations with a pure artistic statement. That they didn't know what they were doing but did it anyway. Some suggested that's what rock and roll should be. Some likened them to a form of free jazz. And the author of Songs in the Key of Z, Erwin Chusid, said that they were the legendary and unwitting godmothers of outsider music. On the other side, critics viewed them as a joke act with no musical awareness or substance. A Rolling Stone writer said, I'd call philosophy of the world a work of primitive American genius, but I'm too busy rolling on the floor. Funny enough though, years later, Rolling Stone magazine named them in the top 100 most influential alternative releases of all time. Some people also find it uncomfortable and depressing to listen to as well. Some people feel that they're listening to children who were forced to uh, play music, that were pulled from school, deprived of a social life by a controlling father who was forcing them to manifest the prophecy of his mother. As an adult, Dot Wigan began a second band called the Dot Wigan Band. Uh, they released an album called Ready, Set, Go in 2013 on Jello o label Alternative Tentacles. Uh, 2015, they opened for Neutral Milk Hotel in Dot's first ever tour. And I read a lot of her interviews, and she's given more than her sisters. But she comes off pretty respectful of her father and painting him in a good light. It seems that she's always sure to, to do that, but still acknowledging that he was strict. She does concede that her reserved father would not want them playing in a band if it wasn't for her grandmother's prophecy. She said that Austin even tried to have a few seances with the girls to contact his mother. And during one, Helen lost consciousness at the table, and they had difficulty reviving her. Looking back, she is upfront that they weren't the greatest or even ready to record an album, but overall happy that they did, and appreciates that the love that it had gotten over time. In reading her interviews, it comes up frequently. She really doesn't understand how philosophy of the world was given the title of the best worst album or how they're the best worst band and Betty Wigan uh her married name is Porter uh, she went on to work as a manager in a kitchen equipment warehouse uh, sometime after she had been a janitor for a while she did make a few appearances in the early 2000s with Dot but mostly she had disappeared to help look after her grandchildren Uh, her husband passed away somewhere around 1993 in a motorcycle accident. And then Helen, Helen Wigan Bickford, she actually passed away in 2006 at the age of 59 in Glencliff, about a two hour drive away from Fremont. Before retirement, she was a dietary aide at a Rocking, Rockingham County nursing home. She was survived by two sons. I found it very difficult to find interviews and information on Helen after the group disbanded, um, other than she had suffered severe depression. Uh, and had struggled uh, to keep jobs. I read in one rare interview that Helen had told the person on the phone that she had country and Western music echoing in her head all the time and very loud. Uh, she said so loud that sometimes it made it hard for her to speak. Uh, Rachel, whose married name is Gould, uh, she went to Northern Maine Community College uh, where she picked up a business degree and started Gould Country Candles in April 20th, 2004 uh, with her husband. I was unable to find any current web presence for this company uh, and found it listed as inactive in a business background report. Uh, the three sons, uh, one is goes by Rick Tenney, uh, then there's Austin Wiggin III, uh, he sometimes played maracas, and Robert Wigan played the tambourine. So after the children had grown up and left the house, Annie was a widow at that point of course. She eventually sold the house and moved nearby into an apartment and the person who bought the house he complained to people in town that Austin's ghost had haunted the property and as soon as he could afford it he built something bigger and nicer further back on the property and he allowed the Fremont Fire Department to burn down the old Wigan house uh, for firefighting practice and Annie Wigan passed away in December of 2005 at the age of 78 they've had a couple live shows uh, in 1999, uh, they played the 30th anniversary of NRBQ, which was the radio station that had played them. Uh, in June 2017, Betty and Dot both played at Wilco's Solid Sound Festival. Uh, there's been a Shag's tribute album with the various artists uh, that was released in 2001. It was titled Better Than the Beatles. And they even had an off Broadway play that told the Weird Wigan story. And there's currently a movie, and it's in pre production. And so far, it's just been titled The Shags. And at one point, Tom Cruise's production company uh, was in talks to buy the rights, uh, but they ended up selling it to a different studio. And that's the story of The Shags, or as best as I can tell it anyway. There was a lot of information that I left out that was unverifiable or conflicted with other information that seemed to be commonly accepted. And that happens, of course, when you're researching things online. When I first heard about the Shags, I thought it was funny that there was this group who some people liked them ironically, some people thought they were musical geniuses, and that they just seemed so oblivious to to their talent, or lack of talent. But then the more I looked into it, the more you see someone who was a controlling, strict father, who took his kids out of school, forced them to play instruments, forced them to go to singing lessons forced them on stage while people threw trash at them. Um, Helen Helen's story was particularly tragic, especially with uh, her claims of sexual uh, abuse at the hands of her father. There were rumors uh, in the town that I read that he was, uh, may have been abusing other daughters as well. Um, Dot did deny it uh, but the only person I I saw confirming it was Helen. And when reading about Austin Wigan. I just kind of thought of him as an unsuccessful Joe Jackson, or whoever Donnie and Marie's parents were. So let's finish up with the Wigan family, and let's go out on a high note. So I saw this news article, and I thought I would share it with you. I, it was actually March 24th that it came out, but I thought it was fun about a man who stripped naked at the airport to make himself more aerodynamic. So the article says, a man stripped naked before boarding his flight to make himself more aerodynamic, it has been reported. Footage of the man, 38, whose identity has not been revealed, shows him standing naked as he nonchalantly waits his turn to board the Ural Airlines flight at Russia's Domodovo Airport in Moscow. I wonder if I said that right. The article goes on, the nude intruder was then caught by airport staff as he ran onto the jet bridge. And was detained by police. One passenger was quoted by REN TV saying he shouted that he was naked because clothing impairs the aerodynamics of the body. He flies more agility when undressed. He is first seen kneeling in front of officers in the middle of a corridor before he turns sideways and leans his back and legs against the side walls. The passenger appears to regret being stopped as he stares blankly ahead. The man, originally from the Russian port city of. Yakutsk, sure, didn't show signs of being drunk, witnesses claim. After the police had detained the offender, he was taken to the airport's medical room and was then hospitalized in a medical facility. The offender is a native of Yakutsk, I'm probably saying that wrong, but lives in the Moscow region, the press service of the Interior Ministry said. So this guy got completely naked, and I saw the pictures. He stood in line and thought he would get on a plane and fly better because he was naked inside the plane so i thought that was a special story that i wanted to share with all of you so let's end it on that high note if you have any notes or corrections to make uh to for today's story regarding the shags uh, you can email those to podcast of the universe at gmail.com or you can hit me up on instagram and twitter at this is that's at t-h-i-s-i-s-p-o-t-u oh And also, if you have any show topic ideas, uh, you can send them there as well. And for myself and hats, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you all next time, and we will play you out with the title track off their first album, The Shags, Philosophy of the World.
1: And the skinny people want what the fat people's got And the fat people want what the skinny people's got You can never be in Never This way. It doesn't matter where you go, it doesn't matter who you see, there will always be someone who disagrees. We do our best, we try to please. People want what the fat people got and the fat people want what the skinny people got You can never please any in this world